This is the podcast about the meaning of concepts in business. All right. So I'd like to welcome everyone today on our one more podcast and I am very happy to be back after a bit of a break so I hope that you missed uh, not only me but our new guest and today we have a fantastic new guest from Malta I'd like to welcome Glenn Kalea a creative entrepreneur hello Glenn hello hi thanks for having me oh it's our pleasure so how are you doing today well I'm fine it's been a bit of a busy and hectic week but a productive one so yeah I'm happy Oh, that's good. Productive is yeah. always good, isn't it? So, Glenn, I introduced you um, in, in this kind of, you know, maybe a bit vague manner, creative entrepreneur. Could you tell us a little bit, uh, what are you involved, what type of projects are you involved at the moment? Well, uh, creative entrepreneur is quite vague, of course, as you say, but um, at the same time, it's quite specific. Um, at the moment, I'm involved in... Uh, two main uh, businesses. Uh, one of them is um, running a cultural venue, running cultural space, um, where we host events, workshops, have exhibitions and so on. The other one is a bookbinding business where we make handmade books, notebooks and so on, and paper products. So those are my two main business activities at the moment. Yeah. Okay, that, that's a little bit more clear. Thank you so much. And uh, today, I think that uh, we're going to probably cover a few points. So kind of, you know, the few interesting po- points that uh, we would like to, to share with our listeners today. I don't know, maybe let's start a little bit with giving a bit of a background. So how did you turn in the place or how did you end up in the place? Let's say you are at the moment. Well, um, I think the entry point um was through literature i had a long i have a long passion love call it whatever you like affair you like, <laughs> with literature um especially with with poetry yeah mm-hmm. and uh, you know at some point i started making um art installations um, using text and using books artist books mm-hmm. So at some point, the question arose um, of what makes a book? What is it that makes a book? You know, physically, it's the most obvious question and the question we oversee all the time. Um, so in, in um, entertaining that question, I sort of started looking at traditional ways of making books. And mm-hmm. one thing led me to, led to another, and, and I very quickly found, found myself at my teacher's door for an intensive week of um, book binding, traditional book binding. And one thing developed from, you know, one thing unfolded to another and to another and to another. And eventually, you know, I established, established my own studio, my own practice and my own business. Mm-hmm. And that's how things have been growing, you know, from one curiosity to another, as it were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, that's well, it's always relating to text and book. Um, even when I make um, uh, blank notebooks, 
it's still within that framework no? mm -hmm. yeah. that's always beautiful when you know something like this or the, the work or some activities they kind of arise from the passion of yours you know so yeah it's nice so how do you deal what type of business person you are how do you deal let's say with with the business itself with the framework of business well uh, that's a bit of a tricky question mm -hmm. um i think the the, the most honest way to answer it is that, at least in my experience, it's it's, it's a bit like life. It has its seasons, mm -hmm. you know. I'm not always the same person. I'm not always in the same mood. I'm not always with the same disposition. Mm -hmm. And this, I mean this on a micro level, on a day-to-day -day basis, but also on a bit of a macro level. There are, you know, times when I'm more engaged, more involved, and sometimes I'm less engaged and less involved. Very often, I'd tend, I tend to um, crave um, novelty. Mm. So I'm always looking for new processes, new ways of doing things. But also, I'm also always looking for um, uh, towards developing new products. Um, uh, so, you know, some people would think, would ask you, what do you mean new products? You, you make notebooks, what the hell? <laughs> you know, how many varieties of notebooks can you make? But actually, it's, there's a lot that goes into designing and making a notebook. You know, there's an infinity of paper, paper texture, paper bulk, an infinity of colors, if you like, mm -hmm. you know, formats, sizes, and so on. Um, and it's the model we generally adopt here is very much in line with um, uh, the, the kind of model adopted in the fashion industry. Mm -hmm. So we work like in seasons um, and that helps us frame what we do vis-a-vis -vis, um, colors and textures and so on. That's the bookbinding business. Mm -hmm. With running the cultural venue, um, I'm generally more engaged because there I would need to take care of um, anything from, you know, making sure that the place is maintained well. Mm -hmm. um, so if I need to get a plumber, you know, I, I make sure that the plumber comes and that sort of thing. Um, uh, to actually creating the program of events, which, which could mean, you know, contacting people and yeah, it's very direct involvement. Mm -hmm. that, in that case, it's, you know, I always like to get my hands dirty. Yeah, hands-on experience, right? Yeah, very much so. Mm -hmm. Very, very much so. So what about this, uh, let's see, how do you, that that's kind of, it, it, it made it a little bit more clear now, how, how do you operate? But how do you manage, let's say, um, the, the people? How do you manage the team? How do you manage that, you know, the, the communication with clients? Uh, where does, you know, one thing begin? When does another thing end, let's say? So yeah, in, uh, in, in the sectors that I'm in, that mm -hmm. is the culture and um, the cultural sector and the literary sector, um, very often we're, we're very soft in our um, communication towards each mm -hmm. other and mm -hmm. towards our public, towards our clients and potential clients and so on. So I tend to like a mix of informality and formality. So informality, very often when it comes to um, initial contact, um, uh, so we communicate uh, on a very human uh, 
um, level, you know, we, we, you know, we address clients and so on and allow clients to address us with first name basis and so on. Um, but then I introduce a, a degree of formality just so everyone knows, even with the people I work with, just so everyone knows um, where their territory lies, where their responsibilities lie. Um, and that helps us also, you know, give a sense of um, dignity to our profession. Mm -hmm. We're not, you know, just anyone. You're dealing with um, professionals, even if the, these professionals allow you a bit of a more um, uh, personal relationship, informal relationship. You know, the informality is great because you get to speak to people about their needs, visions, and so on. And since we're very often making custom-made things, you know, custom-made um, products, mm -hmm. that needs to come out. That is really vital. But at the same time, you don't want them to come into your territory too much. Um, uh, and that's where we sort of say, okay, you know, leave this to me. Mm -hmm. I'll speak to you when it's, it's time to speak to you again sort mm -hmm. of thing you know i'm not an open bar i'm not open 24 7 you know yeah and it's the same thing with with the people who work with me you know it's there are limits soft limits but the boundaries need to be very clear for, for the benefit of everyone yeah i agree i think that that's you know not overstepping even yeah. you know uh, each other's uh, limits, each other's kind of barriers. I think that that's. But was it difficult? Was it for you to set? Was it difficult for you to set these times of you know limit or or kind of you know to set this kind yes. of order of yours? Was it difficult? Uh, it, it, people are people, so sometimes yeah. you relate to pe certain people in certain ways and others in, in in other ways. I'm not a robot, you know. I don't relate to everyone in the same way, and. One day, you know, we're in a good mood and next day we're having a bit of a tough time with each other because we're dealing with different situations in our heads more than anything. So there isn't one general rule, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I find this a bit funny, you know, people tell you you can leave all, you know, your life at home and your life at work are different. I mean, that's utter nonsense to me. <laughs> You know, if 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 someone I work with has a situation at home, mm -hmm. I don't want to know all the details, of course, yeah. but I'd like to support that person, not just for her own sake or his own sake, but also for the sake of our relationship, mm -hmm. my relationship with her. And I'm not talking about bottom line here. I'm not saying, you know, I take care of you because it pays me as a business. Mm -hmm. That will happen. Of course, that will happen. And I'm not too worried about that. Mm -hmm. But the business will thrive if the person will thrive. So, yeah. I mean, this is such a basic principle to me, you know? Yeah, but but I, I think, you know, that's a very, in a way, I think that that's a very fresh perspective because uh, it's it's kind of, you know, nowadays perhaps, well, we, we hear those kinds of things that, you know, you have to be super empathetic, you know, and you have to listen, you have to, you know, understand each other very well. And then each one comes, you know, with each other's issues, problems, deadlines, whatever. And then, you know, there's a bit of a chaos at the end of the day, you know, because each one is kind of listening to each other and trying to help each other. But the work or, you know, the deadlines are not, you know, being followed and something like that. So I believe that 
this kind of setting, you know, the, the ground rules that this is, you know, still work environment or this is, you know, the environment where we have fun or something like that. And it helps. It helps thriving, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I think the, the, the principle I adopt here is mm -hmm. that if someone is seems to be under pressure from mm -hmm. problems or something is worrying them at home, you know, um, you acknowledge it. Um, and if they need um, a, a pressure valve, mm -hmm. if they need to release pressure, that is, mm -hmm. then let them do that. Otherwise, it's going to yeah. waste so much time. I mean, you know, and you don't need, I don't need to know the details of anything, really. I just need to know that, listen, if, you know, you need time or you need this or that, just do what you need to do. Mm -hmm. It's not, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not any. I, I mean, I get. I find these statements a bit cringy when you, they speak about empathy and then all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean that's fine, but I don't really relate to that kind of wording. Mm -hmm. I relate to listen. You know, we're human beings. Let's speak as human beings. Mm -hmm. If I didn't want to work with you, if I didn't want to relate to you as a human being, I wouldn't have employed you. <laughs> the first thing, you know, well, what the hell? Yeah, I mean, that 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 makes a lot of sense. But again, I believe that, you know, setting some sort of, uh, I don't know, as you call them, responsibilities, you know, or like understanding, yeah. you know, each other's responsibility. I believe that you had to be the example, the one that set an example, right? So yeah. first of all, setting your own responsibilities and limits and then sharing them. How did you, how did you like, were you always like that or you learned that? Um, I think um, um, I've always let, let's start from this mm -hmm. I, I mean it, I've always been hands-on very mm -hmm. you know I like getting my hands dirty yes that mm -hmm. is um, definitely a trait and an interest in mine I like doing things like that um, in the past perhaps I used to be a bit more cautious and therefore evasive Mm -hmm. So I would always, you know, have a plan in the morning and tell people what they needed to do. Mm -hmm. These days, we still have a briefing. The first thing in the morning, we still have a briefing, but it's it's a bit more of a, of a first encounter, first coffee together, okay. rather than, you know, and then it's not, our briefing is not led by a to-do list, mm -hmm. not at all, um, but it's led by uh, a bit of an evaluation of, of, of where we stand at the moment. Mm -hmm. So we always know, you know, what um, the next um, targets are, and it's not an, a tar a, a, um, targets, um, they're not defined by numbers, mm -hmm. but they're defined, you know, we have an event coming up, for example, next week and on the 2nd of July, um, and we know that there's a whole sequence of things that needs to be done. And are we all carrying it? You know, who's doing what? Mm -hmm. and, and it moves like that. It's very organic in our case. Um, with sales, it can be a bit different, but not, not radically different to mm -hmm. that. You know, mm -hmm. um, where, where, where we have sales and logistics, it's sometimes a bit trickier, but... Not, not terribly dif different, no. Mm -hmm. no. All right. Uh, how do your, uh, let's say, the team, uh, does, the, 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 does the team kind of enjoy that? Is it easier perhaps to work like this? 
when you have to ask him about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's it's really really interesting kind of thing that you know that uh, when you know what you're doing, it's it's so much that it becomes so much easier. <laughs> no, and uh, um, uh, till a, till a, you know we joke over here till a few. Uh, till last year, I had a business partner here, and we used to work together all the time mm -hmm. in the same space and everything. Uh, and the joke was that, you know, what's wrong with us? We never fought. We never had okay. an argument. Uh -huh. And, um, you know, the joke is that we're, we have a secret punching bag somewhere. <laughs> so we don't. Um, I think, you know, really and truly keeping it human and, you know, having these clear parameters really helps. Really, really, really helps. You know, th this is, we speak uh, very openly and directly to each other. So if you're overstepping, um, I will tell you right away, in, a, in the friendliest of manners, you know, just leave this to me. I don't tell you it's, listen, really, that this is none of your business. Yes. That would set off a certain um, attitude. But if I tell you, listen, Brigitte, I, I, I've got this. Or mm -hmm. the other way around, listen, Brigitte, I'm struggling with this. Can mm -hmm. you... Please help me. You know, it works the other way around as well. And even, especially for the people who are working with us, you know, this is really important. You give, you give them space. You make sure that you give them space where they can say, listen, I'm struggling. This is way too much. You know, or this is taking too much um, of my time and I'm wasting, you know, I'm struggling. I can't cope. Hmm. So those spaces are soft spaces, I think, are um, diplomatically <laughs> effective and efficient, you mm, know? Definitely. <laughs> it, it, it creates, you know, that kind of, it creates that, that circle, you know, of, first of all, trust, second of all, you know, responsibilities, and at the end of the day, there's this balance, you know, that you need in order to achieve some sort of efficiency. So yeah. when it comes, you know, to, to this uh, kind of managing or, or to this, a responsibility of the team it's, it's more or less you know it was very nicely nicely presented by you what about then your relationship your way of communication with the client because i also understand that this is quite close isn't it because you uh, do yes. clients very directly yes yes um so here we need to differentiate between the two businesses so mm -hmm. with the uh, bookbinding business um where the client is more involved perhaps in the process, mm -hmm. we try to adopt a very transparent um, uh, um, sort of progress-based relationship um, where we keep the client involved throughout the process. Mm -hmm. And this helps, helps us um, give, the, give the client a clear vision of what the process is and where it's leading. So I would tell the client, you know, um, at the beginning of the process, I would tell them, listen, I ordered your paper today. Mm -hmm. We should be expecting it in two, three weeks time. We folded your paper today. We cut your paper today. We punched. We, we, we're sewing at the moment and hopefully we're gluing next week. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just little personal messages like that based on the process um, puts me at ease because I know that I don't have to lie to my clients and gives the client a perspective on the value of the work, of the process, mm -hmm. of the long process we have. Um, 
So this transparency business is very important. In the past, I've made mistakes that uh, went completely against this. So I would tell the clients that everything is possible. Mm-hmm. Knowing at the back of my mind, at the back of my head, that um, you know parts of this are going to be tricky, really yeah. tricky. And then when you know things go south, then uh, you sort of have to find the solution, and that is really emotionally extremely costly. Emotionally, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm talking. I'm not talking just you know working long nights to solve something uh, and make the deadline. I'm talking, you know, really kicking yourself and saying, you know, why didn't I just tell them that this is going to be <laughs> yeah, like difficult? Mm-hmm. You know, why? Mm-hmm. What what possessed me to just say, oh, yes, this is... It doesn't make me look better at all. Mm-hmm. It compromises my service, really and truly. You know? So I've learned a bit of a few of those lessons in the past. <laughs> <laughs> so after learning the lessons uh, these kinds of you know not or or saying on time you know the the the, the challenge that you might be facing uh after learning these lessons do you still do that or or, or you're not do that anymore that often well are you asking me if i still make mistakes <laughs> <laughs> well, I love of the course answer. i don't do any mistakes <laughs> these days there will always be mistakes and lessons to be learned i mean excuse the cliche but yeah of course this is part Mm of what we are and you know one way of dealing at least emotionally with that is by saying outright you Mm -hmm. know i'll try you don't promise anything just say okay i'll do my best Mm -hmm. It's, it's as simple as that you know and when things when problems or difficulties or challenges arise you speak up at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. You don't try to solve it at the beginning. You speak to clients first mm-hmm. before even trying to solve it, you know? Mm-hmm. At least that's my my approach at the moment. No, yeah. I think that that's, and that's again, that's, uh, I mean, from the side of the client, I can believe that there's also something that that's is appreciated because, you know, when the client is also in that type of, you know, kind of close relationship, as far as I understand that you have with the client, uh, when they get involved, you know, at this, some sort of a point, I think that it also helps them understand the situation better rather than, you know, attacking you at the end that, oh, you know, you didn't do that. I'd, I'd like I'd like to think that um, sometimes I'm a bit worried that um, we overburden the client with um, communication. So, mm-hmm. you know, so sometimes I wonder, you know, if I were the client, would I want to hear all of this, you know, an email every two or three days updating me on the process? I think there there are more pros than cons mm-hmm. to this, you know, because ultimately a client can just ignore an email. Yeah, it's like spam. Yes, that's it. Yeah. So um, I'd rather have that than the client telling me, "But you didn't. You never told me, or mm-hmm. you never informed." Because that's at yeah. the end of the day, what's going to happen, you know? Yeah. A lack yeah, of yeah. communication, and that's the problem. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in principle, I always um, prefer. Uh, an overload of communication to communication, you know, starvation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when it comes to, let's say, compare, I don't know, perhaps not comparing, but just considering yourself as a, 
as this, you know, we sometimes have this idea that, you know, you, you follow the old business, you know, kind of old fashioned business, you know, or something a little bit more modern or something that you create of your own. So where would you see yourself as an entrepreneur, you know, the, the following the rules or being outside the rules or creating your own? Uh, that's an interesting question. Um, but so I think this is dictated by mm -hmm. background and practice. Mm -hmm. So on the one hand, we're really steeped into traditional book buying. Mm -hmm. And that has, you know, with traditional book binding, you're following a teacher, you're following a master and trying through your practice to achieve some sort of excellence. Mm -hmm. That is technical excellence. That doesn't mean that you have the excellence to, or the skill to run a business properly. And the tension between technical excellence and excellence in operational excellence, um, uh, you know, sometimes requires a bit of um, thinking, let's say, thinking. Um, where do I stand with that? I think the old business model where you have a hierarchical, for example, mm -hmm. system mm -hmm. um, has huge advantages. It, it is based on pure formality. So you have, you know, clearly defined territories. Mm -hmm. um, but it also has uh, perhaps less of a human face than we have nowadays. Mm -hmm especially, uh, well, at least in the West, um, from what I know. So, um, I tend to be clear about roles. I tend to adopt that clarity. I tend also to, uh, let's say, impose a mm -hmm. bit of formality within the space itself. Um, our practice is very much related to space. You know, you have a space mm -hmm. where you receive paper, you, see, you have a space where you cut, where you glue, each has a dedicated space. And then we have the offices and those are also dedicated. I don't want anyone in my office. The office, you know, is not a meeting space, for example. The office is just an office. It's a desk with computer and telephone and shelves, lots of shelves. <laughs> Um, so dedicated spaces are mm -hmm. also uh, perhaps part of the um, fluctuating um, model and philosophy of, of running business. Um, and that's, I think that can be linked to the, the older ways of doing business mm -hmm. instead of having an open plan, chaotic sort of yeah. thing. In our case, really and truly, it's a, it's a philosophy dictated by need. We can't have an open chaotic space mm -hmm. because processes are strict. You know, you don't mix, I don't know, the gluing with the tooling, for example. Naturally. You can't, you know, because then you soil the books and so on or run all sorts of risks. So it's the practice which has dictated this approach more than anything, um, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, other than that, I don't know. 
um, I like to think that it's not strictly hierarchical when it comes to sharing creative ideas, mm -hmm. when it comes to building the vision, not leading the vision, not carrying the vision. When it comes to building the vision of the business, I like to think it's, it's more of a group um, effort. Okay. Mm -hmm. When it comes to leading and carrying the responsibility of carrying the vision, then that's to me, that's on my shoulders. But let's say when it comes to risk, when it comes to the situations like we have been encountering, you know, during the last, you know, years and then and all those turmoils throughout. So when what happens then? Is it the, the leader? Is it the team effort or is it combined then? When it comes to risk, it's it's the team leader. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and our business is always there's always a huge element of risk and volatility yeah. in our business um always 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 it's not the it's not the employees or the collaborators or mm -hmm. or the clients mm -hmm. you know at the moment for example we're facing um huge increases in in paper costs mm -hmm. like you know huge increases mm -hmm. in paper costs 50 60 percent increase um don't forget that we're an island so transport yeah. and importing paper really costs a lot of money um, logistics in general cost a lot of money. Um, some of the old commitments we had, um, you know, had to be honored with the same prices as six months ago, for example. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's a blow that the business takes, not the collaborator, not the not the employees, not the mm -hmm. client. You know, and essentially you suck it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's part of why I'm here. You know. It's part. It's, it's it's part again of the, you know we journey back to the you know the, the responsibilities part. You know it's something yeah. that it, it it then falls on your shoulders yeah. as the leader. Of course, you know it's also my job to mm -hmm. make sure that less of that mm -hmm. happens and affects your business. Yeah, of course, because it, otherwise everything goes down. You know, mm -hmm. um, and no one benefits from it. Yeah. When it comes, let's say, to, to planning as such and target setting, targets as such, where do you stand there? Because that's something that's, you know, it's very, um, I think it's, it's, it's a popular word or popular notion, you know, yeah. in, in all I mean, books and everything, you know, the, the targets and then following them and planning accurately. Um, well, I like to say that I don't plan. <laughs> which is not really true um, but I don't make targets and that is very true I don't believe in targets um, what's the point of you know looking at the business in three years time if you know I can spend all of that energy on, on today on this week on this month you know I know what needs to be done for the business um, uh, this isn't a huge corporation, and I think uh, perhaps the big, hairy, audacious, audacious goals are not really relevant to me. They have, they've never been. It's, it's, and I would hate to have, you know, targets in the distant future for myself. It's just not the way I, I, I work. Um, you know, it, why waste time on the? On, on, on some distant imaginary destination when you have 
you know, things happening now here all the time. You know, I think it's life is exciting enough at the moment, not just in some imaginary future destination. I just kind of, you know, looking forward, just to thinking that tomorrow, tomorrow we will have something instead of actually looking at standing still, you know, and enjoying what you have now. <laughs> but it, 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 uh, yeah, not, not having clear targets doesn't mean that you're not focused on progress. Far from it, but, you know, far from it, far from it. And, you know, very often we end the day over here, at the end of the day, we always say, okay, you know, as long as we kept moving, this little progress we made today, um, uh, you know, makes it a productive day. Or we could also say, you know, uh, today wasn't that, all that productive. We could say that, of course. Um, but the focus, what, what I'm telling you, the, the focus is not on some on some distant target, but on uh, oh, yeah, on on what we have now and where we're going now. And um, when it comes to planning. Um, as I told you, you know, I joke about not planning yeah, at all, yeah. but that's not really true. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you have a, um, a business that runs strictly on process and on, on materials and so on, you need to plan, you know, procurement, you need to plan what's going to happen when. That doesn't mean that you have a strict timetable and you have to follow that at all costs. Rigidity is a killer. In every sense, in every sense, you know. Um, so yeah, we plan. We say, okay, you know, this is the the, the list of things that need to be done. Um, but with our business, the processes are are always almost always the same. It's just a matter of tweaking each and every time, you know. I think that when you said, you know, that rigidity is something that kills everything, I I think that especially, you know, in the business of yours, where, you know, creativity is is the key, you know, and then, and thinking outside the box is something that I think is very much appreciated. In this case, that's, that's a real killer, you know, and that's, that's, yeah, you know, I I find this, this discussion um, very often with designers and people who, who will speak about brand and big brand and all that, all that thing, you know, you really have to follow and do this sort of thing and speak in this sort of manner to build a brand. That could be true in many ways. And um, uh, do I want to do that? Do I want those restrictions on myself? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. If you if you ask me what comes first, brand or or business, and by business I mean the relationships, I will always go for relationships, of course. You know, who cares if a million people know about my brand and they think I'm a... And they hate you. <laughs> and they hate me. Yeah. No, honestly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Who cares? Some people will tell you, you know, let them hate me, I'm a millionaire. Uh, well, I'd rather not be, you know, the millionaire with the hateful following. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with, with people who really don't, you know, despise you. Or, or don't respect me. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I mean, a big part of this, I think, even with planning and so on, is being true to yourself. You know, and I can't be someone I'm not. You know, and my business is the same. 
I think that's, you know, that's, that's kind of the key message here, you know, staying, first of all, you know, first of all, perhaps getting to know yourself, you know, as, as a business person, as a person as such, and then sticking, you know, to that and, and kind of sticking to your virtues throughout, you know, not, not yes. just and thinking. Yes. But the, the problem there, Brigitte, is that um, some people might wait to get to know themselves first. And over hesitation is another killer. You know, people, you know, some, and I've, I've done this mistake a bit in the past as well, you know, over planning trying to have everything in place before launching a product, for example, or, 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 or an event or something. Um, that's another shade of rigid, rigidity in, in, in my view. And that's also a killer. You know, overthinking, over planning and taking too long to jump into the market. What, what the hell are you waiting for? You know, illumination, inspiration, you know. 10 reincarnations later, you're still struggling to find yourself. <laughs> yeah, still kind of thinking, so who, who, who actually am I? No. Who am I? <laughs> who am I at the end of the day? Glenn, it's a, such a uh, fresh, you know, it's, it's a very interesting to listen to you simply because, you know, not, not everyone is, I would say, probably brave enough, you know, to admit things uh, that, you know, not everyone wants to admit <laughs> when it comes to business as such. I haven't even started with my mistakes. Before. I can imagine. <laughs> that was probably the most curious part, you know, in this case. But I believe that you brought, you know, a bit of uh, of that uh, very fresh, uh, fresh thinking, something that we usually, you know, miss. And uh, we always search, you know, for for things that perhaps we, we know it and we, we, we kind of feel it deep down. But, you know, very, very, as you said, you know, we're just scared to admit or, or still <laughs> that it could be, you know, something else or something better, etc. Biz Culture. This is the podcast about the meaning of concepts in business. You know, here always in this podcast, uh, I um, we always play a bit of a game with with uh, our our Ooh, guests. Uh, I'm so up for like, games. Yeah, it's a very <laughs> short. It's a very short but nice game because you know while listening throughout the, the, the you know your 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 uh, spe- kind of you know your talk, yeah. I always uh, write down the three kind of the, the words or three concepts that I feel they mean something for you maybe you know i'm wrong but i always kind of write them down so i'm going to give you the three words and you just immediately say the things that come into your mind when you hear that word all right without any thinking that might be dangerous yeah (laughs) you may think a a moment but just you know express yourself what do you think it comes to all right so the first one naturally is books yeah so it's power and symbol of power and masculinity okay what about novelty novelty is risk lots of risk and playfulness to me Mm. and uh, what about transparency transparency relationships encounter openness um feeling touching you know all Mm. of that very very um, deeply human Mm -hmm. almost intimate if you like Okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, usually I have the three ones, but today I found the four ones, which I really want to <laughs> So the last one, but I think that at least the, my favorite one, creativity. Creativity. Tricky. Process. Discipline. Um, technique. Very much technique. Um, uh, you know, very often, and this is a, an important word for me, of course, um, very often we think of creativity in romantic terms, 
and people will wait for inspiration to hit them. And when, they, when they've waited long enough, they'll tell you, oh, I have a block, a writer's block. I have this kind of block, that kind of block. Well, the problem there lies in waiting. You don't wait. You get your hands dirty and then let the process um, show you the way. You know? And I loved how you say, you know, that the second word were that you related to creativity was discipline. That's yeah. something that I have never heard, you know, kind of combined yeah. together. Creativity yeah. equals discipline. Beautiful. Yeah, I mean, that, that is so purely technical. Mm -hmm. You know, when someone is approaching creativity technically, you have to have that. You have to learn to make things and solve problems all the time. Creative problems, but you have to solve them, you know? There's still problems, yeah. yes. That yeah, there's still technical problems. Technical problems, exactly. Even if it's fun, it's mm -hmm. technical problem. You know? Glenn, thank you. It has mm -hmm. been, you know, it's uh, it's always uh, such a kind of, you know, bittersweet, bittersweet moment uh, when, <laughs> when you know, we have the guests and it's, it's always around so many angles and so many topics that we can speak about. But I believe that we've touched very, kind of very interesting, you know, pain points for some people, I believe, you know, yeah. the, this, this whole, you know, the team, the clients and, and the overall, you know, approach towards how handling the business, handling, you know, everything that's happening. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you've given us so many interesting uh, kind of points of view. Thank you. Do you have any well, final kind of final, you know, well, I, remark? I, 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 to me, this was um, an interesting break from my day uh, and it allows me to at least um, articulate and try to articulate mm -hmm. and reflect on um, where I am at the moment, which, which is something which is a, a bit of a luxury. So I have to thank you for it. Um, I don't always get to do that. Um, and it's absolute pleasure to, to share with you views and listen to what you have to challenge me with <laughs> and try to um, quickly, quickly find the mental resources to mm -hmm. answer your questions. So thank you. No, it was it was it was real pleasure because I think that you know through discussion as as you know the whole point of the podcast that we have here is that through discussion through dialogue we come up with uh, I don't know questions more questions or even more questions and maybe someone finds a bit of an answer you know throughout all these yeah. questions and discussions so I think that that's the beauty of it and I believe that uh, you know I just I, I really love that and I think that that's such an important message that you've sent yeah. you know that that first of all that that stop waiting stop you know thinking. And, and and maybe over overthinking you know who yeah. are you what you want to do just kind of go with it it's the same with that you know writer's block I think that we have that writer's block kind of non-literal meaning just in our lives you know when you're yeah. not doing something simply because you're just too much in your head but perhaps it's also a question of um, uh, security uh, mm -hmm. and trusting yourself you know you have all the all the resources naturally have all the resources that you need to, to, to live your life and, and, and carry on with your business, you know. Um, stop doubting that and do it, mm -hmm. you know. Take a risk and just do it. Yeah, <laughs> you don't even need to, to go into that. I mean, it's, no. it's, it's part of the, you know, part for the course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, trying you know? it. It's a question of self-confidence, really. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and believing you have all the resources you need. Thank you, Glenn. So let us all try kind of, you know, getting rid of our writer's blocks, whatever they are. <laughs> and with the inspiration of our beautiful guest today, thank you. I hope that you're going to have an excellent day in Malta and continue with all your busy work. Andy. 
All the best and hope to see you soon. Take care. Thank you. This is the podcast about the meaning of concepts in business.